morning welcome to another episode of the cali green monster show it's january 30th 2021 it's a saturday morning hopefully you got your cup of coffee let's kick back take a break let's talk some sports so i thought it was interesting on social media yesterday i saw that jake paul has apparently gone to jorge masvidal in training and preparations for his fight with ben Askren that's going to be coming up this spring so i mean jorge masvidal is known as one of the best boxers in mma and he's a talented fighter i think it's very interesting though that jake paul chose jorge masvidal specifically to go for training well because one earlier in the week he had an interview with ariel hawani where he was discussing that MMA fighters are brawlers and boxing is more of an art and that these MMA fighters don't really get boxing and everything because they're too busy training jujitsu and throwing elbows and that that's his advantage over Ben Askren is that because, you know, Jake Paul is like solamente boxer, but he would then go for training with a predominantly MMA fighter, maybe a boxing-based MMA fighter, but still an MMA fighter nonetheless, you would think that Jake Paul, who's put out videos with Ryan Garcia, 22-year-old boxer under Golden Boy, that you know he would go with him for boxing or whatever. So this, to me, is just a troll move because Ben Askren... You know, he's famous for being a really good wrestler in college, you know, Olympic wrestling, a really good MMA fighter outside of the UFC. But let's be real. The thing that Ben Askren is most famous for is Jorge Masvidal's flying knee that knocked his ass out in like six seconds. So, I mean, the video that they put out was them practicing like as if the round started and then coming out throwing a flying Superman punch, kind of replicating the idea of what Jorge Masvidal did to Ben Askren in the MMA fight. And Jake Paul was even saying, like, I'm going to try and beat your record. So this seems like a complete troll move to me. I love it. I hope to see more and more of this. Because like I said before, they announced this fight with Ben Askren. There was rumors of, you know, Jake Paul fighting Conor McGregor. He was calling out Conor McGregor, saying derogatory things about his wife, which... You know, I mean, it is what it is. Conor McGregor said derogatory things about Khabib Nurmagomedov's wife, calling him a towel, have, calling her a towel and stuff. So, hey, it's it's the fight business and it's the the prize fighting business, and I think all's fair in love and war, I guess. So, I expect Jake Paul to to be coming with you know good content leading up and making this fight worth our money. In the world of football. Yesterday, Texans GM Nick Casario came out and said that he has no intentions of moving Deshaun Watson or seeking trades for Deshaun Watson. And I feel like that was something that's obvious because, you know, Nick Casario is the new, he's the new GM. 
Houston. You know, he just came in like he hasn't even had the job for a month yet. And let's be real, the Texans position was one of, I think, seven positions that were open. And it was one of the worst situations you can have. It's a roster that's poorly constructed. They don't have any draft picks because they've traded them away. And they're in cap trouble, so they don't really have much flexibility much flexibility to fix the roster. The only reason Casario would or join the Texans is because they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Deshaun Watson. So, of course, he's going to be coming out and saying that he's going to be trying to make things work with Deshaun and trying to let him know that, hey, this team, we, you know, we're going to try to win, and the only way we can win is with you. So, you know, let's try to get on board and do it. I think that Nick Casario saying that he isn't planning on trading or looking, seeking out trades, I don't think that means he's not listening to any trade offers. So I do expect teams to be still calling the – Texans office and just inquiring and you know there hasn't been a quarterback or a player in the NFL the caliber of that of Deshaun Watson that's even been hinted at ever being made available especially at 25 years old and but at the same time Deshaun Watson signed recently signed a contract extension with Houston so the Houston Texans really don't need to trade him. You know, if Nick Casario feels that, hey, we can't, our franchise isn't really, it's not in our best interest to trade Deshaun, then, you know, you can sit out because the Houston Texans, it's, they can just find Deshaun Watson. You know, it's it's in their contract that, you know, Deshaun has to play for the Houston Texans over the next couple of years. He didn't have to sign that contract extension, you know, but he did. And I think that's something that a lot of these athletes need to, I don't know, I think that the GMs and the owners need to kind of be able to take a little bit more power back from these players. I feel like in the NBA, a lot of these superstars are able to force trades even after they sign extensions. You know, for example, James Harden with Houston, how he's able to force his way out of the out of Houston to New Jersey or to New York, Brooklyn, third time to try. So, you know, I think that's going to be an interesting situation. I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that there's no scenario or no trade that I envision where the Texans come out on top by trading Deshaun Watson, you know, and after having taken a couple L's, especially a big L with the DeAndre Hopkins trade, they need to try to figure out the situation. I think it's going to be really interesting um, I'm not sure who, which team would wind up getting them. You know, would it be the Jets who have the number two overall pick in the draft? Would they be willing or would, would a package of Sam Darnold and first, second, third, maybe next year's first or three years of first round picks, would that be enough? I don't know, but I think that's definitely going to be an interesting situation to be watching also in the football world, I know that the Super Bowl's next weekend, and there's no Pro Bowl this weekend. I mean, I don't think anyone really does watch the Pro Bowl. But for me, I'm kind of interested. Today is actually the 2021 Senior Bowl, with all many of the best players from college football are going to be out there. Uh, it's being touted as 
more important this year as opposed to years past due to COVID because I guess for the combine uh, scouts and stuff aren't going to be able to do be there in person they're going to have to be doing it over zoom and I guess a lot of the pro days and stuff are going to be difficult and limiting the amount of personnel that NFL teams can actually send there so this pro day or not pro day but the senior bowl is actually being kind of treated as almost like the combine and I guess a lot of players have been getting first and second interviews with with NFL teams so you know this is a big opportunity for a lot of these guys to improve their stock, you know, for like Mac Jones with Alabama, he broke all sorts of SEC records, but at the same time, he was behind the best offensive line in the country, having amazing weapons around him with Najee Harris at running back and Devontae Smith or Devontae Smith. Yes. Devontae. I was like, was it Deontay or Devontae? Devontae Smith. Um, you know, and, and a plethora of other receivers. So that's kind of one of the things I think that Alabama quarterbacks have been knocked for is that, you know, they do pretty good. But I think how, you know, how can you not do good when you're surrounded by the best guys? People have thought that Mac Jones's arm arm strength is average. So it'll be interesting today to see how he throws against elite defensive backs. Um, there's Jamie Newman, who was the Wake Forest quarterback who transferred to Georgia, but he never even got a chance to play for Georgia because he, he sat out the season for COVID concerns. So it'll be interesting to see how he looks. You know, he's a guy with a big arm and has a lot of speed. I saw today that the Rams might be interested in him. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested how he looks. You know, there's even though. Some of the running backs that many of us might be familiar with, like Clemson's um, Travis Etienne and Alabama's Najee Harris, they're not going to be playing today. But there's a couple other running backs that will be playing on the national team that I think are worth looking for. Uh, There's North Carolina's Michael Carter. There's Virginia Tech's Khalil Herbert. Oklahoma's Ramondre Stevenson. And UCLA Demetric Felton. Um, You know, I'm a fantasy football player. This year, I'm planning on doing a fantasy football keeper league. So anyone that's familiar with those rookie players are are highly valuable. So, you know, I plan on, you know, keeping an eye out, seeing who looks good against elite competition and someone that I would uh, want to invest, uh, you know, some fantasy football dollars into. Um, some wide receivers that are going to be out there today that look pretty, you know, interesting, you know, Kadarius Tony from University of Florida. He's the top wide receiver that's going to be out there. He's touted as an excellent slot receiver. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Nico Collins from Michigan, this dude's 6'4". See if he shows off some size against these defensive backs. Sage Surratt, Wake Forest, he's 6'3". He's got size and skill. And then, you know, Amari Rogers from Clemson, you know, he's good with the ball, you know, playing with Trevor Lawrence. We'll be interested to see if he, you know, how he does with his routes. And, uh, yeah, so I'm really interested in the Senior Bowl, and I'll probably give my thoughts on the next episode, probably coming up tomorrow about that. But before I finish today's episode, you can't have an episode of a Cali Green Monster show without the obligatory Red Sox talk. So... Chris Sale, Red Sox ace, lefty, in the news. You know, he's uh, he had, he's recovering from Tommy John surgery that he had before the 2020 season and that he missed the entire 2020 season. 
I think it was a good idea for him to do it because in 2019, he had missed a bunch of time with elbow inflammation. It was a real down year. And keep in mind, he signed a five-year, $145 million extension, all guaranteed money like it is in baseball prior to that 2019 season. So he has 2019, elbow inflammation, misses time, gets Tommy John last year. It, it was a shortened COVID season, so I think that was a good idea. And, uh, you know, a lot of quarter, or not quarterbacks, a lot of pitchers are able to come back and be even better or j- at least just as good as they were um, prior to injuring their elbow and uh, prior to Tommy John surgery. Um, so I guess uh, Chris Sale over the holidays had neck stiffness that shut down his throwing, but I guess he's back throwing. Um, they're hoping to have him thrown off the mound soon. Apparently he was supposed to be throwing off the mound in January, but that was before his throwing program was shot down with the neck stiffness. So we're hoping, or they're hoping for Chris Sale to be back by midsummer. And, you know, I'm hoping that too, because the Red Sox, that was one of the problems last year is that we had a pretty decent offense, but Hey, you can only do so much when you're giving up six, seven, eight runs a game. So we need you, Chris Sale. But with that being said, hope you guys enjoy your weekend, your Saturday. And, uh, If you do plan on watching the Senior Bowl, hopefully you enjoy that football. And, uh, yeah, have a great one, guys. Peace.